You're listening to a bonus episode of the Dairy Age, featuring Chagisk's weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also available as a podcast. You're very welcome to this morning's webinar. This morning, I'm joined by uh, Emer Kennedy. Emer is a researcher based in Moorpark, and she's a kind of the go-to person when I want to talk to someone about uh, newborn calves or feed calf feeding and calf rearing. So you're very welcome to our short webinar here this morning, Emer. Thanks, George. Now, I've, um, our, our focus here this morning, Emer, is about kind of milk feeding, uh, kind of guidelines and recommendations for the young calf. So I have a, I have a slide up there, um, and it's taken from the calf uh, care uh, events that are running around the country over the next com- couple of weeks. The first one was already, has already taken place, so there's another one on this morning, and they're running until the 26th of January. And we'd advise or encourage people maybe to go and, and sit in one of those events. But you're going to talk me through uh, some of the details in this slide here. It's kind of based on our best practice around kind of uh, rearing young calves or milk feeding to the young calf. So we'll start on day one, Emer, and I suppose the old one, two, three is where we start with the young calf, isn't it? Yeah. So like when the calf is born, I guess the first thing we want to ensure is that the calf is born into a really clean um, environment, because if we think about when the calf is in utero and there's no there's no transfer of antibodies between the cow and the calf. So unlike us um, as humans, we're born with a developed and functioning immune system. The baby calf is reliant on that colostrum to kickstart its immune system. So you can imagine if you had no immune system and you were born into a dirty environment, you're immediately going to start picking up bugs. So at least environment um, and then making sure you get the colostrum in as as soon as as possible Um, if we talk about the colostrum one two three the first thing is first milking and really when we're saying first milking that's the first milk that the cow produces after um, she calves but this um, like that's the colostrum but it's also really high in quality so it's full of like extra growth factors and vitamins minerals it's essentially like a superfood for the calf um, and really, we only know the quality of that colostrum if we test it, and we can test it using a BRICS refractometer. So um, what we're looking for is values above 22%. So once it's over 22%, that means there's enough antibodies in it to essentially kickstart the calf's immune system and get it going. So that's that's what we should be feeding. I guess one okay. of the main things to look out for there is the time from calving is one of the the big factors that affects the quality of it. So the further you go from calving, the poorer the quality um, of colostrum. So nine hours is kind of the cutoff there. Um, so really, you like, for example, if you have a cow that calves at five o'clock in the evening and she's not milked, we'll say, until eight or nine o'clock the next morning, the quality of that colostrum will be a lot poorer than if that cow calved, say, at seven o'clock in the morning as milk uh, an hour later at eight o'clock. So that's mm-hmm. that's the big thing is to check that we have um, very good quality colostrum. Obviously, okay. yonase, and um, we need to, to be aware of that as well. OK, just take us through the whole thing about the three litres then. Why three litres, Emer? Where does that come from? Okay, so as if we're on the colostrum one, two, three rule, so one is first milking, two is within two hours of birth, and then three is our three litres. So this is basically just to make sure that the calf is getting enough antibodies um, into its system. So if we take like the average birth size, we'd say of a dairy calf is about 35 kilos, um, a little bit um, bigger, we'd say for, for maybe a bull calf. And if you think um, that like 
you know, if we if we look at beef breeds that are being born, so some of those could be like 50, 60 kilos for your Charlie limousine crosses. So basically it's about eight and a half percent of their birth body weight that we want to feed them. So that's three liters for a 35 um kilo calf. But as I say, if you have heavier calves, um, you potentially need to feed those a little bit more colostrum to ensure that they're getting enough antibodies in to, to get that immune system going. So it, it could be four or five litres for the heavier calves. Yeah, so th- like if it's around six, 60 kilos, it could be five litres that you're feeding. Okay. To be a fair, fair popper of a calf. Tell yeah. us then about tra- the, the second step then, then the transition milk feeding, Eamon. So transition milk then, so like if we look at how the calf absorbs antibodies, like absorption of those antibodies is maximized within the first two hours um, after it's born and it starts to kind of deteriorate then and went off. So by 24 hours um, of age, the calf technically can't absorb any more antibodies. But that said, transition milk should still be fed because although the calf may not be absorbing the antibodies, there's still um, a local effect in the lining of the gut. So it's giving extra protection. And particularly if you're vaccinating your cows, we'll say for auto coronavirus, you really need to feed the, that transition milk to get the benefit um, of it. So it's still, although it's it's not as high quality as colostrum, it's still um, much be- better than mature milk to feed to calves. And from studies that we've done here, we found that by feeding um, that two and a half litres of colostrum per feed, so five litres per day, um, what we find is that we had less like incidence of ill health, less droopy ears, runny eyes and runny nose um, with the calf. So it's it's well worth um, feeding that, that transition milk for okay. um, three or four days anyway. But again, you just bear in mind, if you have yonis, there should be no pooling of, of that transition milk. So no pooling if there's yonase present, but if you if you know which cows are your yonase positive ones, you could exclude them from being fed to the cows, couldn't you? And work away with the rest of it. Yeah, if okay. if you've tested them and you're sure, yeah. Yeah. So we're moving on then, Emer. We're going to talk about the getting them on full feeding from around six days of age. So you have, your options are whole milk or milk replacer. So if we're talking about the whole milk, it's pretty straightforward. What about if it's if it's milk replacer then? Just to this, well, just what, even what just to go back on that that whole milk, George. We shouldn't really be feeding any waste milk to the calves. So we, we want to make sure that the the milk that we're feeding is high quality milk um, for the calves. Because if you feed them, we'd say you know um, cows that are maybe withdrawn for for um, mastitis or that are being um, injected for for different reasons with antibiotics, <laughs> yeah. there can be a risk there. Um, uh, with it, sometimes the milk can taste off. The calf might might drink as as much, and a calf can cause um digestive issues with them as well as um yeah. antimicrobial resistance issues. Yeah. But um, so that aside, if we look then at at milk replacer, um, milk replacer, I guess with it, it's it's pretty consistent that you're feeding mm-hmm. the calf the same thing every day. Of course, it's also important to make sure that you're feeding a good quality product um to the calf. So you need to select. Um, you know, a product that works for you. So if you've been using something on the farm and you're happy with it, um, I'd say stick with it. it there's, there's no need to change. Ideally, what you'd be looking for is um, a protein content of 23 to 26%, um, yeah. a fat or an oil of 16 to 20%, um, and an ash and fibre less than 8.5% and less than 0.5. So if they, those values are getting close to that in terms of the ash and the the, the fibre content, okay. it's generally indicative of a poorer quality product um, and one that's more likely to cause digestive um, upsets with the calves. Um, mm. So, you know, it, although it can be hard to interpret the back of a bag, it's always worth looking at it just to see, um, you know, what you're buying. And 
ideally uh, more milk derived proteins so like skim milk or um whey protein and that for- and that's that's not just coming out on the top of your head there with those those specs they're they're based oh. on a kind of an agreed form format from the ahi technical working group on calf rearing isn't that right yeah, yeah, and from from research um, internationally as well. That's where where those kind of values are are, are coming from. Okay. Um, so from day six to ten, anyway, you're ramping up um, the calf up to about six liters a day of typically twelve and a half percent content, so one hundred twenty five grams of milk powder if you're feeding a powder uh, per liter, or seven fifty grams a day, and you're trying to trying to achieve your maximum growth rates. I see figures quoted of around point seven five kilos of growth per day. What have you seen Emer at, at research level from in terms of calf daily performance? So Say for free thirty five kilo birth weight calves. Yeah. So like as I say, we like, you know, we get a good picture of them here because we we'd weigh them every single week. Um, yeah. So like after birth, there's, you know, they, they don't really put on that much weight, just a little bit, maybe like 0.3, 0.4 of a kilo for the first couple of weeks. So if we average it out over the whole um, pre-weaning <laughs> period, we would basically be looking at um, somewhere between 0.6 and 0.7 of a kilo um, per day for 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 those um, replacement heifers. So as I say, yeah. that there's a big range in that so like you know it's it's at the start it's quite slow but by the time it comes to weaning they could be doing um a kilo and a kilo and a half uh per day up at at weaning so once it's averaged out i would say 0.6.7 emer from around day 29 so just after a month of age just the potential there to go from twice a day feeding to once a day feeding to save on labor what's what kind of performance levels have you seen in, in that situation what I would say about once a day feeding is like nobody should be once a day feeding before four weeks of age because from a physiological point of view, the calf can't actually handle it. That um, you know, the 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 amnesium is too small for that six liters of milk um to go in, in in one feed. And also the rumen hasn't developed enough so that they can't utilize the nutrients for for from concentrate, um, which you know you're going to be feeding them a second time during a day. So we need to make sure all those things are in place before we change over to once a day. But from experiments that we've done where we have um, from four weeks of age compared once a day with twice a day um, feeding, there's absolutely no difference in the growth rate between the calves. It is a big um, labor saver. The one thing I would say is that if you are once a day um, feeding, that you need to make sure that the calves have a lot of um, um, fresh water and also ad lib concentrate because they will they tend to drink a little bit more water and they also eat a bit more concentrate. during during the date I guess to substitute from that second feed and also okay. it's really important that just because you're once a day feeding the calves it doesn't mean you just check the calves once a day you still need to thoroughly check them through um twice twice a day at least to pick up anything that might be sick um and intervene if necessary and uh, before there's an outbreak um in in the shed well Amber, just to be, be clear about it you're talking about a fairly mature calf going on once a day feeding and you're still feeding the full six liters in a single feed when you go yeah. to once a day. So when we've done our once a day feeding work, we have fed the six liters in one feed. But again, consistency is really important that, you know, you're feeding that calf at the same time every day. So it doesn't matter what time you're feeding them their milk as long as at the same time um, every day. Okay, so it's a big transition. And then you get to about eight weeks of age and you're talking about you're going just to one feed of three liters per day for that calf. You're in a kind of a wind down period to weaning, is that right? 
Yeah, so like what what we're trying to do here is, I guess, reduce the milk so that the cows will start to eat more concentrate so that we're sure that we're getting really good rumen, rumen development. And if you think about it, like, you know, if you have calves on a high um, volume of milk coming up to weaning and then when you wean them, they're like they're not used to any solid feed. So they're much more likely to lose that weight that they've put on and um, with yeah. the milk and have a much greater post weaning check. So if, if we're kind of prepping them essentially for this um, transition to a more solid feed diet, it's going to be much more beneficial in terms of their post weaning weight gain. So all that work and money that you're putting in to getting the calf to like weight at, at, at weaning or, or putting on good weight during the pre weaning period, it can be undone mm-hmm. if you don't, um, you know, I guess get them prepared for that for yeah. that um, period post post weaning. So okay. from that, sorry. No, go ahead, go on, go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say, like, it's really important that from from the start, so from from the very start, that the calves are given fresh water and concentrate. So essentially from from the first week of life um you know you're starting off with that coarse ration you know it, you're not talking about um a lot maybe just a handful or two that you're putting in front of them just for them to nose to smell to start getting a little bit of a taste for it and then they'll start um eating more and more as as the as the time goes on um but yeah it's, it's good to to have them start and water is also essential because that's needed yeah. i guess for the bugs in the room and to digest it and also for room yeah. development even a question in there about maybe feeding more than the six litre, maybe up to 10 litres a day from an automatic feeder in maybe two two litre feeds for the first 40 days. Any opinions on that? Oh, well, like, yeah, they're going to do they're going to do um, really well on it. You will get really good weight gains. Um, you know, there's some work internationally. It hasn't it hasn't specifically been done here yet where it shows that it's in the first five weeks, especially if you feed them very high volumes of milk, that it can lead to improved production performance um, during the first lactation um, and that. But I guess if you are feeding the, those high volumes, the, the critical thing there is um, to wean them down gradually and also to make sure that they're eating um, enough concentrate. So like while there's no problem in, at the start, I would say just be mindful in the second half of that pre-weaning period that you're not going to wean them off, we'll say 10, 12 litres of milk um, to, to nothing when they haven't adjusted to, to eating okay. the solid food. And then when we're coming up to, to weaning time, we often talk about maybe 18% as being the appropriate weight to wean them at. So, for example, for a cow with a mature weight of around 600 kgs, 18% would be close to 110 kilos. So it's going to take a while to do that. We do some more recent research showing that under, ex, under excellent rearing conditions, we can wean at a slightly lighter weight. Would you like to just maybe share some of that information, please? Yeah, so as part of Hazel Koskin's PhD, we like we fed calves six liters and we weaned some of them at eight weeks and we weaned more of them at twelve weeks. Um so like obviously the, the ones at twelve weeks were on milk for, for four weeks, four weeks longer. Um yeah. but what we found was by the time those calves reached eleven months, it was actually the post weaning um feeding regime that was taking effect, not the not the pre weaning feeding regime. So um essentially like the, there was no difference. The, the differences were just um, um, there from what we fed post weaning. And then when we looked at it in terms of their milk production, um, th- there was no difference either um, be- between in those, the, the calves in those eight or 12 weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So the, basically what you're saying is that the post weaning management is really, really important in terms of how the cattle perform, how those calves yeah. perform. So if so, you do a good job after a wean, you don't need to have them at a very heavy weight at weaning. 
But what I would say is um, that you really can't take your eye off the ball from the minute that that calf is born. You need to keep like you need to get the colostrum in. You need to get the transition milk. You need to make sure that they're growing throughout. And then when yeah. you wean them, you also need to keep your keep your eye on them to make sure that they're on on like a good trajectory to meet their target weights at the defined points like like breeding. So you can't oh, really yeah. afford to take your eye off them at any stage. I often think of the work that Gerard Craig has done with his contract rearing group of farmers over in Roscommon, and he always told me that if they get a if they get a check a health check during the rearing process, that at breeding time it was costing thirty kilos in live weight by then. Now, yeah. question in there: any benefit to the newborn calf by using probiotic tubes uh, that have been promoted a bit at the moment? By they provide a lining of good bacteria in the gut. To be honest, we haven't um, we haven't used any done any experiments on them, so um, I can't comment. There is anecdotal evidence there that people have found benefits of them, but we haven't done any any yes. research on so them. So it's kind of early early days yet with those probiotics. Yeah. Uh, anecdotal uh, anecdotally, we seem to be working, but we we'd have to do kind of give a definitive answer on that, which we haven't got available to us yet. Maybe yeah. maybe it's nothing for this spring either. <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the long queue. Um, Imre, let's take us through a little piece on the right-hand side of that graph, on the left-hand side of that graph there. It's the one about the 400 and then the 150 and 350 grams. It's the powder equivalents, yeah. So basically, this is, what this is saying is that you should be feeding the calves um, six litres per day, which is essentially 15% of their birth um, body weight. So when you're looking at it there, 400 um, grams is, is for maintenance. So if you're only feeding them the four litres, that means you just have like 100 grams, we say, for growth. But not only growth, but also, you know, if they come across, um, if there's a disease outbreak, the energy that's required to, 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 fight, um, to fight that. So it's really important yeah. that the calves, you can see, they're where they're fed six liters they have that 350 that can be uh grams that can be apportioned to you know growth to um to basically things other than maintenance so keeping them healthy and and that so like it is it is uh, beneficial and you will get a payback from making sure that the, you're feeding them enough milk well i suppose it comes back to the point that Horik made earlier about the feeding 10 liters a day yes there's a benefit in terms of growth but when you look at the longer term thing do you actually need to have that big advantage at weaning, like or a bigger weight at weaning time? Is is it going to be just costly gain for no additional benefit when she comes into milk later on? Potentially, potentially. And like there is, there's, you know, there's research done here, there's research done in UCD, and it all like it's all showing that you can overdo your your heifers as well, and that that can reduce their subsequent um, production performance. So, you know, you have to strike a balance there and, and get a happy medium between the two. Yeah, I've seen exceptionally well hef- well reared heifers more than the target weights, well more than the target weights, and, and struggle to go in calf. Yeah. Yeah. And also, on. like what what the, the data from here has also shown is that while they might go in calf, they don't last in the herd for as long. So they're they're falling out that bit faster. And, um, you know, so that means you have a higher replacement rate. And if you look at the economics of it, the most expensive system is actually where, where you're getting those heifers where they're too heavy, where they're way above their target weight because you have the extra cost of putting that weight on them. And then they're not um, lasting in the herd as long. So you're not capitalizing on that uh, yeah. mature milk yield from the cows Emer, if I'm, I'm just going to ask our audience if they have any questions that I'd like to ask you before you go but bef- before we're not going to go on for much long but before you go what would be your three take-home messages about rearing young calves milk feeding young calves for this for this coming spring 
well firstly colostrum to me is like the most critical Absolutely. thing because the 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 effects are are it's not just um you right. know that first day the 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 effects are seen throughout their life that's quantity and quality that's quantity yeah. and quality yeah. it, it's the three things it's the quality it's the timing and it's the quantity um yeah. Of of the, so basically following that colostrum one two three rule, um if that's, that's the one. best thing yeah, um hygiene then is of paramount um importance because you know you want to minimise I guess the bugs that the calves are have to to fend off essentially so right. that they have nothing else to do other than grow um and like. I'll, I'll, my third thing then, I'll group transition milk in with colostrum and say to feed your, your colostrum and your transition milk. And then after that, to make sure that you're feeding um, enough milk replacer, but also introducing that concentrate um, from an early age so that you're developing the rumen um, and getting them prepped for, for life post weaning. Okay. And Eva, just one question that often comes up. Um, if we're feeding six litres a day, could we feed a litre of it as a kind of a transition milk as cows are calving to protect the calves for longer or would you be better to just take the clean break after day five or six and go on to a whole milk powder or whatever afterwards and forget about the transition milk could you give a little bit all the way along well it, it depends it, i guess it depends on people's people's systems you know if you have an automatic feeder like and you're yes. sticking with the with the milk powder some people stay on whole milk and um like yeah there's no problem if you're, if you're on whole milk there's no problem putting in the 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 transition milk into that as well if you have surplus of it okay question in there Emma, about calf jackets have we seen any benefits from calf jackets um there's <coughs> lots of anecdotal evidence to say that you know people find benefits and i know lots of people who use them and and um and wouldn't stop using them um scientifically there's not really much evidence to show a benefit um yeah. of wearing of wearing the jackets but you know i guess it depends on on a person's shed and situation yeah. as well I, th- I think from my own experience, what we've seen um, attendee who asked the question is uh, they, they do give a benefit in the situation where the temperature of the house is cold because the critical temperature for a calf, newborn calf, is about 15 degrees or thereabouts. Yeah. So they actually need more, they need more milk or they need more energy, they burn more energy if they're cold and they haven't got the benefit of room to protect them. So where, where a house temperature is low, they'll, they'll give you a benefit of the equivalent of around 10 degrees uh where the temperature was low so there's a benefit there but after two or three weeks they're kind of becoming a kind of a proto room and, and the, the, it's starting to develop and the benefits are probably gone after that, at that stage so if, if you have a cold house or a lot of cold weather there may be some advantage to it but it's it's generally pretty short-lived a, a, a red lamp would do the same thing if you be on calves as well but but the, yes they have a they have a role to play in some cases Ladies and gentlemen, look at without further ado, there's no more questions coming in. I'll uh, thank Emer for her quick snapshot there on the kind of the latest on calf uh, feeding. Uh, what was I going to say? Just remember that we have uh, calf care events have already kicked off. There'll be one in your area over the next two to three weeks. So try and get to it if you can. You'll hear some of this material that Emer has presented and a lot more. Next week at the same time, I'm joined by Catherine McAloon. Uh, from UCD's vet school to talk about managing uh, calves that are uh, have scour. So that's something to look forward to next Thursday morning at 10 o'clock. Thanks for listening and thanks for your attendance here today. And thank you, Ian, very much for your contribution to uh, our webinar series here today. God bless now and mind yourselves. Bye-bye. That's all for this week's bonus episode from the Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. 
and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with the usual Dairy Edge podcast on Monday, so do listen in then. I'm Stuart Childs, and thanks for listening.